Key Podcast. I am Tim Malloy. With me, as always, are Aaron Lanson and Keith Benny. I am the person who has to try to explain what Master is about. That's the Amazon film that we're talking about this episode. Um, I saw this at the Sundance Film Festival, and a publicist asked me afterwards if I was going to write anything about it, and I said, honestly, no, because I didn't think I understood it enough to write about it, um, and I needed to talk to people before I could say anything intelligent about the movie. So that's uh, <laughs> that's why I'm here today. Um, <laughs> um, but to summarize it, basically, very basically, this movie is about three women at an elite New England university who begin to experience hauntings that may be related to the school's history. Um, I'd like to say it's about three Black women at a New England university who are among the only Black people at the university. But one of the twists in this film is that kind of late, we find that one of these three women might be sort of a Rachel Dolezal. Um, they are Regina Hall as Gail, who is the master. We'll talk about what a master is. Um, Amber Gray as Liv, who is a faculty member who may be a Dolezal. Uh, <clears throat> and Zoe Renee as Jasmine, who's a new student um, and a very high achieving student who's at the school but finds herself quickly pigeonholed in racist ways. Um, Miriam Diallo, who wrote and directed the film, said the spark of the film was that she ran into the master of her residential college a few years after graduating and she addressed him as master and they both seemed to find that very strange. Um, she knew after that interaction that she had to kind of examine, quote, what the fuck had happened to me. <laughs> and so we get this movie, which uh, personally, yeah. I love for the first two thirds, then I get confused. Um, and I will stop talking now. What'd you guys think? Mm. Um, Aaron, was you about to say something? It looked like you was about to say something. I think you might have more complete thoughts than I do. I don't <laughs> know. You and you would be wrong. I would say. <laughs> well, let, let, let me I, let me let me lay the groundwork, and we already had a, a little bit of a spoiler. So if y'all got this far, let's just let you know we throwing spoilers from here on out. So definitely check out the film in its entirety before you come back. And as you've done that, we'll jump ahead into what a master is at the college, which I wasn't 100% sure of their role myself. And according to Wikipedia, their scope of work um, for what they do can vary quite a bit. But typically, you could think of them sort of like a head of state, um, a dean of sorts for the institution. In this case, for what we see in uh, Regina Hall's character, uh, Master Bishop, she is actually almost like a somebody who the, the students can go directly to. She's available to the students. They can knock on the door if they have any issues with whatever it happens to be. And, you know, oftentimes, like I said, they're more heads of state and, you know, media can get to them, not necessarily students. If something big goes on, they're like executive members of boards. But she seems to have encompassed all that on this small campus that they're at. The most interesting thing about the positioning of her role as opposed to this younger student I found throughout the film was her saying, look, I've gone through this. You can push through it too. And then realizing that asking her to do that might not have been fair and that she ended up having some guilt about the fact that keeping her at that university probably led to her decision to take her life if we think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's a point about two thirds in where a couple of things can be interpreted different ways. One is we see Jasmine basically chased by a hooded figure um, to her room. And then she tries to crawl out a window to escape and slips. Uh, then she recovers uh, and goes back and uh, is then found hanging in the room later. So the question is, did she kill herself? Was she sort of driven to kill herself by the haunted college? Um, was she driven to kill herself by the racism at the college? Then there's a question I thought of whether Liv, the Rachel Dolezal, was the, hit, was the hooded figure who may have killed her. Um, and then there's also the, the end of the film where Gail, the master, decides to leave um, the college mm. forever, which I sort of wonder, does that resolve anything? And the reason I hesitate to say anything about this movie, except that I mostly like it and think it's really well done, is that what the movie's saying sort of depends on those, those variables. Um, did Jasmine kill herself? Yeah. Did Liv kill her? And does Gail's leaving really solve anything? I think, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I also think it depends on what do you, what do a person gets from this film? Like, what is the premise of this film, right? What do we feel the premise is? Like me, I personally think if I had to define what is the premise of this film, someone asked me, I will say that the premise of this film and what they're trying to say is that the spirit of racism is e eternal or something like that. Something along the lines of that. That, that racism is is something like there's a certain or certain spirit to it that's internal or racism is a curse. Let's go with that one. Race, that makes, that's simpler. Racism is a curse, right? And so we see throughout the film that like, just like in any like um, horror film, for example, where there is some type of curse, you have certain people that actually um, is affected by the curse and don't realize that they're affected by it. And then you have people who are actually cognitive of the fact that this is a curse and they're being affected by it um in a more um what, what would you say a, a little bit more of an aggressive way and in this form it's the african-american characters right yeah um and and they actually see it for what it is not necessarily not just as racism in a way that we know racism but essentially something that's more sinister and more demonic, which I guess racism is that, right? So, but then you have the white characters in the film, um, the, and the, whether it's the students or the Falcon members who are living amongst all of this, and, they're, and they have, um, they're not cognitive in any type of way to the, to the curse itself. Yeah, and they might even benefit from, the, I mean, <laughs> not might even they benefit from the curse yeah but without knowing so in certain yeah. cases right um so that's that's kind of what i got from it i think that the the problem with it is that it it may have that premise or what i believe is the premise of the film but there's something about it that kind of feels um incomplete like I was gonna use the word unfinished, but yeah, un yeah, yeah, unfinished, unfinished. Like there's, and and I think Aaron, you talk about this a lot too. Like with films where there's like they present something, and then they never go back to it again. Mm -hmm. And then you was like, what was the fucking point of presenting this in the first place, right? Like yeah. the whole relationship between Jasmine and her roommate, and that whole situation <sighs> with her kissing. Yeah. 
the 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 guy friend and it's never like kind of brought up again and then it's like okay do she hate jasmine because jasmine black or does she hate jasmine because she did she kissed her boyfriend at the like, party I, okay look here's like this basic basic thing about these these films when you do these things they're written almost formulaically for a reason so if you're going to offer up the premise that like a person in x situation can be racist if you then give them a motivation to hate the guts of a person right. in a way that's like i hate you not for the color of your skin but for the content of your character kind of situation mm-hmm. then i don't oh like it's almost like okay yes yeah, so this could be racist but she also could just be really really trying to hurt her feelings because she just started kissing the whole boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She, I, she the, the white roommate is shitty before that, though. She is, but like, was, okay, but Tim, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Honestly, so the, I mean, <laughs> the things in this film are real versions of things that happen in real life when you're a black person on a majority white campus specifically like if you're in situations where you're trying to um just kind of fit in and just see if you can kick it with them and then not be weird this kind of stuff happens all the time like the situations that are present in front of us but they're basically just like a set of microaggressions like they're not like really i mean the one that's actually most most hurtful and, and I, this comes out in the film too is the fact that you have another black teacher who is almost going out of her way to um kind of downplay and denigrate the shared opinions of another black student the only other black person in the class yeah in, in a group of white children almost like to gain their favor and, and to feel like the the whatever sort of joy you get out of getting it specifically from the white people in the room. There's stuff like that that happens, like, for real. And, it, it you know, you could put it in a hard category of sorts. It feels terrible. You know? mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the heightened... I, the thing that, that kind of just kind of didn't fit well for me in this film like the the attacks on her door and, and like you know her feeling like something was happening to her dreams like i get that that will freak her out but the problem is like in this film like as an audience like we see things these characters don't see mm-hmm. and even within that i can't actually connect what they went through with what actually happened because there's not clearly a supernatural element anywhere present, but then there's also not really a good logical explanation for the things happening in real life either. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, so like, because, because like, so, cause both of them almost kind of, well, both, when I say both of them, both uh, Regina Hall's character and Zoe Renee's character. So uh, the, the master of the school and this, and this young black girl who's entered as a freshman into the school, they both, have things happen to them that you could consider supernatural but you know one of them sleepwalks and has issues with that and the other one we don't think has any mental things at least they don't show us anything that makes us feel like she would be hallucinating but why are they seeing things 
that like like the the young girl she's seen Jasmine Moore um she's seen paintings that look like dead people and then a person passes and they don't look like dead people anymore and it's like all right well I can buy that that happens or I can buy that somebody could switch some up and be just trying to mess with her but like you kind of got to set that up and I it was like halfway giving us either option but that doesn't feel super satisfying to me yeah, it's and then there's this weird thing about this story with the witch. Like, is that shit even real? And then it was like, so there's another thing too with like horror movies that kind of throw me off sometimes. Is to me personally, mm-hmm. a good horror movie has like a certain lore behind it. Mm-hmm. So that way, like, I need to understand what the monster is. Yeah, to a certain extent, like that's, it yeah, can be fair. mysterious. But if I don't understand what it is, I really don't know to be horrified by it, if that makes sense. So, so for example, <laughs> but part of that lore is like, okay, if you if you got, and I don't know what these people were, I, I didn't quite pick it up. The the folks who live basically like out in the wilderness, they don't They're like live, the Amish people. I don't know, but they never said Amish. I don't think. No, so they I were Amish. They're because like- she mentioned she mentioned that you know. Like in their culture, I'm assuming they were Amish because she said the whole thing about in their yeah, culture. Yeah, I mean, they that, that, what's for what's, a while? And... I just I just want to defend the Amish because I used to live in Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. I met so many cool Amish people. Yeah, I don't think there's that many Amish people in the Northeast. First, and these people are like descendants of the Puritans or something. Like it, it's like a weird mm-hmm. sort of made up religious sect, maybe okay. based in something real. Maybe they were based on. But what was weird about them is like I I can't quite figure out like okay like you brought up the thing I be saying sometimes was like why do we bring a thing up and like even why is it in the story right right they these is a group of people in the film they don't even like really need to be there like I think it's just that they're like the whitest people imaginable maybe (laughs) because things like so Keith like we were talking about the legend with the witch right and it's like okay are they connected to that legend with the witch or not like the way they end up being connected has nothing to do with supernatural shit it's that the former master who dropped out I guess for some reason her daughter Liv Elizabeth is really a white woman but then maybe she's not a white woman maybe her mother can't except the fact she was with a black man and so she says her father was white when really she really is black but then maybe they're oh, both lying. let like, me tell you something something about that that was so stupid to me and maybe i missed something but how is it that gail regina hall's character took that woman like when she spoke with that woman she said yeah my daughter is actually this white girl mm-hmm. i mean yo that live is really just this white girl right she's really white and she's mm-hmm. passing as being black Mm-hmm. Why does she believe that, like, off the bat? Like, what other... Yeah, I mean, like, the had? movie just takes so many shortcuts. It, it's just like, what... Because it was like, does she have proof or something? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, me? okay, she, she didn't have picture. nothing. I wasn't okay. tripping. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure I wasn't tripping. Because nah, I'm like, myself, it, the movie just kind of shortcuts and just does some stuff. And then it gets to the part where they're in the, in the meeting with all the other faculty... And then, uh, you know, she's she's like, oh, like you're supposed to be offended. She's this white woman playing rap music, this like derogatory. In, playing in City Girls. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, white women shouldn't be doing that. And basically, like giving them allowance to, to say these things and do things and turn up 
as she put it, because she's a black woman saying it's okay. And I just was like, okay, but is it really the truth? And then she brings up, yeah, like my mama just didn't want to say my father was black. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So like, what are we saying here? It, because if it's a racial dozal thing, that's one thing. But if you start bringing in this thing of like, well, maybe this is a person who, you know, has white and black parents. Now it's like, well, okay, are you trying to say those people like are fake black or like, are they like, it's like, what, what is the, what is the right. thing we're saying here? The, the, okay. I have a couple thoughts about this. It's like, if you know one black person and they're obsessed with X-Men, there's this thing where you're like, oh, black people love X-Men. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> the one black person you know loves X-Men, that doesn't mean all black people love X-Men. Mm -hmm. And what, what Liv is kind of playing on is being like, look, I'm one of the like three black people you know at this school. You have to take my word for it on all things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely using that. And it's like, it's sort of, I'm guessing to Gail more offensive that she does that if she was also raised in an all-white community. But here's the thing. The film does not connect in, like, a, a, a an assumption you could easily make once you think through, okay, somehow Jasmine, this student who I had, who she had, like, an injunction against, ends up first trying to commit suicide and then either committing suicide or like coaxed into doing a scared into whatever like something weird is going on here and then i find out that this person has been lying about who they are and like then they acting wild why would it not why would she it, it's like it didn't even occur to her to think out loud that that this person who's lying about their um identity and live could be someone who was nudging her to kill herself or could have even been the person harassing her in her house. Could I ask a question? Sure. When I saw this movie the first time, I read a lot into the fact that at the memorial or sort of candlelight vigil for mm -hmm. um, for Jasmine, three women go up and like light a candle for her or something. One of them is Liv, and Liv is wearing this like sort of hooded garment. Mm -hmm. Previously, there's been a hood a hooded figure sort of chasing her outside the library or and, and the thing is the the hooded people if you did you notice she's definitely wearing a hood of the when she leaves because i didn't pay attention to this before when she leaves the party at the yeah. end of the film when she puts a hood on she looks just like some of the amish people okay all right so there's something there that's intentional yeah it definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. okay is. all right because i couldn't i like rewound and try to see it again and try to remember where it was i think i missed it on second watch um, when she puts the hood up after the party and I should have remembered yeah. that. Um, she yeah, does she, she may have been the one who was, it's definitely implied that she was the one who it, was. Because the, and the thing that makes her most mm -hmm. spooky as a character, and it's like, it's why I kind of was disappointed they didn't lean into it a little more. Oh man, it's like the movie just did not, it, there's so many things like right in front of it. It's like, you could just, you could take this like an inch further and it would make the movie so much more interesting. Like, so she says point blank. I don't remember how at one point, you know, she was talking to after she had gotten tenure and she was somehow, you know, I got a brother, da da da. She was like, you never told me you had a brother. She was like, oh no, I don't have nobody. I got no family. Like my family was here. I earned my way into this. 
Yeah. You know, I like I I belong now. And the movie, like, it just doesn't lean all the way into stuff it wants to say. Like it gives speeches about things and characters say things like it, it's a it's a show, not tell. Well, I mean, well, it's really a telling, not showing version of things that happened at the end of the film. And it just would have been so much more interesting to me if they had chosen to show that characterization through the through the actions of seeing what happens as faculty after the fact like mm -hmm. it, it's 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 like right there like there's so much interesting stuff under the surface and and it actually makes it way more spooky if you dive into that than giving some sort of impression that the people in the room have been alive for centuries oh yeah it's you know what it felt like? I know this, this sounds weird. It felt like a movie where I felt that there is a, like a lot of symbolism and there's a lot of things I feel like the writer and director wanted to say. Um, and I feel like they put all those things in there, but not enough to make a, in my opinion, a truly coherent story. I, I would say they put too much in there. Yeah. It, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, but it, they put a lot in there, but then they didn't put the pieces together. If that makes sense. Well, it, it's just like you, they, they do like six or, or 15 things in this and it really and, needed like three. And you know, it also, I know this might sound weird. It felt like a horror movie that's made by a person that doesn't watch horror movies. Say more on that. It's, it's back to what, what I was saying, how it's just, there's a certain things that's like missing, like with the with the lore and like even like the pacing of the story. And I don't mm -hmm. like I said, I don't even know why I'm supposed to be scared or horrified about, honestly. You know, even but, like but when, I felt um, like when she was in the shower. Yeah. And it was like the payoff for that was a note on the <laughs> <laughs> I'm like by the by the mirror, like right. It was like she was putting her hair down. It was like, don't put hair in the shower. And I was like, oh, that's that's our payoff here. That's kind of weird. That's a weird. It's, it's, it's an interesting choice, but it's like we keep getting. There's one scene where we don't get faked out, and there's an actual like horror thing happening where like a big arm comes out. Um, well, she falls oh, off yeah. the roof and she ends up being hung or hanging. so like like it's frustrating me because it's like like she has these moments like she has two different dreams and like she wakes up and there like bruises on her well the first time it's cuts on her wrist and then next time it's bruises around her neck but it's like all right so is it supernatural is it not supernatural and i'm fine with the idea of like not knowing for a bit but like i feel like by the end i should know have you guys what the person feels like happening have you seen inferno or um uh suspiria the original one mm-hmm there are general movies it, i only thought of it watching it for the second time today because there's a scene in the library that's very red and argento mm -hmm. really likes really rich colors and those movies will just have like creepy things happen scary things happen you'll never really understand them and it's almost like impressionistic where this is scary it's almost scarier that it there's no justification or explanation for why this happened and the thing that this movie made me think about the second time is and please tell me if I'm like way off base about this because I, I'm, I'm talking about saying I've never experienced. Mm -hmm. if, you're a, if you are a white heterosexual male um, who doesn't have anything like overtly to be discriminated against, if you're not disabled or something like that, you have a bad interaction 
um, somebody curses you out in traffic or something, you're like, that was based on my behavior or that was based on that person being an asshole. But if you're not, if you're not like the only, the only group that isn't discriminated against in really any way, you're like, wait a minute, did they just do that because I'm a woman? Did they just do that because I'm black? Did they just do that because I'm gay? Did they just do that because of whatever? Like my wife had a thing the other day where she wanted to meet with somebody and they're like, okay, yeah, can you just set up a conference call and send it to us? She's like, we're equals. Like, did you, she didn't say this, but she's like, did you just, because I'm female, like I'm your secretary? Like, mm. why would I be the one to have to do that when you could do that just as well? So I don't know, am I, I, th I think that what this movie gets at is every interaction that these characters have, they don't know if it happened because mm -hmm. the person at that school is a dick or if it happened because the person at school is racist. So like the library situation is one like that where it's like, I mean, it, it's like the movie, the, the way it handles it, it kind of undercuts itself at times in some ways because the way those things manifest, they almost like give outs to each of those situations in ways that don't often become true in the actual instance of those things happening. Like in the library situation, the way that occurred, I wouldn't have felt weird about that at all. But oftentimes the way they happen, it's more overt than that. The, there's like of like checking your bag so so like all right the, the, it's it's like basic stuff they could do to make it more clear like this is something that's a little weirder so like ask somebody to check a bag after the thing goes off like i mean that that's not weird at all you i would expect them to look at my bag because it's like why did it go off we just went over all these books why, like what is making the alarm go off right um and it doesn't come up again again like that's again the thing like i was talking about keith like it cannot come up again, but like you also didn't show like why that happened. So it's like, are we gonna say like somebody was pressing a button on her? So like, what the, what was that, right? But like, if you did a situation where like like what has happened to me before, where something like that happens, you go back over, they look at it, and the embarrassing part is them going to the bag. The embarrassing part is them ca calling two police officers over to look at the like. So they call two police officers over. You have to go with them while they look in your bag, kind of thing. Like what happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I mean, all right, what, what, what do you think? Is it a bomb is in there? Like, what, 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 what? <laughs> that's, that's not normal. That didn't happen to white kids at the UCSB library. But I mean, well, I mean, and I get like, hey, come back over here, long one off. It's a little weird. Like, we got to understand why this happened, yada, yada. I mean, I, don't, I still just, they don't know why it happened. But like, like the way things happen to move off the time, I'm just like, that just is, it, it's so light. It's not, the, in some ways, the way she was experiencing microaggressions were weird because I don't even understand the 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 scene in the film where she's in the bathroom and there's another black girl. The other only other well, there's four black women we gonna find. There's another one somewhere on campus, mm -hmm. and she says, "Hey, why don't you come to? I, I think they call it like the AFAM Center. Like, I guess it's supposed to be like the African American Center. At University of Tennessee, they call it the Black Cultural Center." Like there was just in I think University of Memphis had one. Uh, I don't think it was just called the University Center. It might be called something else. But like they had like these areas where people on campus can gather in a multicultural kind of way um, and celebrate 
just different things about folks from wherever the hell they're from. And that scene comes up and she says, hey, you should come here. There are other black people here. I know stuff ain't easy. And she's like, I'm good. She's like, all right, action's been hard. Da, da, da. And she never goes. She never goes. And it's just like, what was the did point? they cut that from the film? Like, what was the point of even like, I don't know. Because then it can be like, girl, hey, you got to be careful in that room. They be trying to get you. You know, well, the two well, the two white girls go in and they're immediately like, oh, and the one girl's like, oh, they tried to do this to me with Hillel. I guess she's Jewish. She's like, oh, yeah. Hillel tried to get me like, oh, awful. Yeah, I, I don't, like the cult I don't or something. know. It's just the way the movie does stuff like it, it's like they have this character who throughout this entire situation is not. Like she seeks companionship from from somebody who's a master of the college, which makes sense given her position and the way she she makes herself open to the students. But she doesn't even seek out. I mean, like other people go to her and they don't and and they she doesn't reciprocate. She doesn't go and, and seek out them. I mean, oftentimes the way you get through that sort of isolation is through other people who are going through the same thing on campus. So like the character's too helpless. Mm-hmm. It, it's but I mean like but but the the film even offers a a situation opportunity to get out of that and and I'm fine with the like it's interesting to me if that character goes into that that community and it's like this isn't for me this isn't for me I can't be around y'all for whatever reason like let that be known that's an interesting additional layer to help us really understand like what what is making what's driving her and like what is making her feel terror in this moment like i just feel like there are are things that are hinted at that they don't dive into and so it leads me to have to assume certain things about the depth or the lack of depth that i'm seeing you know on screen oh yeah the elements are right there though it just felt like there was so much first off Old college campuses are creepy by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so you already had the perfect setting. You know what I'm saying? It could have been like, uh, like you could find out that some of the white faculty members were a part of a cult and they had like this demon that feed on black students. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just could have been something like just a little something. Like I said, if there was a little bit more lore, I would appreciate it. If they didn't want to have that and they just wanted to stick with you know, like, let us guess what's going on. Is this supernatural? Is this just something? Let me cut you off just a second. Because like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to forget this thought. The film actually, this is what was throwing me off about it so bad. Like, all these things kind of, it's like, is it in the character's mind? Is it this, is it that? Because, like, they even go out their way to show you, like, I think right after she jumps out. I can't remember exactly when this happens. I think it's right after she jumps off the roof or slips off or however you want to put that. And they talk, they give you a flashback of the students going, oh, you got 302? And I'm kind of laughing, like, oh, you got a live one. Oh, we have a live one, you know. Yeah. Like, they give you the impression the students are doing this. And then it's like, so is that just like a, a, a clue? Like, we're playing the board game? Is this, because they don't really give additional hints to live outside of her just having that hood on. But like, I, I just yeah, I don't I, like what I, I don't know what what I'll just say as a viewer I don't find it very satisfying 
to at least have a sense of like what was happening. And when the when the master leaves the school, I don't even know if my question is like, um, how does that help or serve right. the interests of the students and nothing like that? My question is just more like, does she think they just gonna let her get away with this information? Well, the other thing, Regina Hall character Gail says at one point, explicitly says, it isn't just this school, it's America. Like this is America, the school is microcosm of America. And then later at another point, Jasmine says, you know, leaving the school wouldn't do anything. It's the same everywhere. Something to that effect. Yeah. So Regina Hall leaving, what does that even change? I mean, if America's the same, how is it going to be better at the next school? Like the movie, there are things about this movie. Or is that part of the like curse? There are movies, there are things about this movie I yeah. really truly appreciate, but it's just there's so many things like that that just don't they don't totally work as I like they're 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 the start of a really good idea, but they don't really flesh it out or make it really clear like what we're supposed to get from that. Because honestly, I just I can't extrapolate anything really um out of what master bishop chose to do I, I really don't have well is it a twist on the horror ending where like somebody escapes from the haunted house and they're like oh my god that was the worst and they run out in the hail a cab and they get in the cab and they're like whew I'm but in this and case like, that's weird because, well, you see like, for, a skeleton for, driving the cab or something but in, in in every horror movie okay i'm saying this and i don't think okay i don't this is the okay I don't even know how to put this because I, I can't even think of an example that's happening. When we're talking about horror films, I don't know if I've ever seen one where somebody's not going out of the way to attempt an exorcism of that horror or that ghost of whatever the hell we're talking about because it's going to follow them. Like she even says, like, there's nothing you can do about that. Da, 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 da. It's almost like trying to get rid of it here won't do anything about the big macro version of it. I'm not sure what they're trying to say, honestly, but it's like, there's no attempt to even stop that horror from taking place. Man, this movie, this movie is just too smart, man. That's that's why I feel. Like I said, I think it's I think it's a movie where people just had some things that they wanted to say. Too many and they said we're gonna use a horror movie as a way to say what we had to say. But I felt like they didn't watch a horror movie because it's just so much where I'm like, uh, it's just not, it's not clicking. Is it rem- like um? And then when we think about movies where we don't know if it's supernatural or if it's a psychological thing, I think I think I mentioned this movie before. One of my favorite horror movies is The Babadook, mm-hmm. and how that movie ends. You you never really know. Like, is the Babadook real? Is it something that's in the mother's head, right? Because mm-hmm. she has like this postmark part modern depression and her child is fucking crazy i don't know (laughs) and she dealing with depression all this other stuff but i think how the movie builds it up and how you have an understanding of what the babadook is all this other stuff it kind of wraps itself up in a way that makes sense this never does that and it also opens up a lot of questions that go unanswered and that's that's my biggest thing about it. It, it like because at first like i said when i saw it i said man look i ain't got nothing to say about this this is gonna be one of them things where they're gonna be like keith don't know what the fuck you talking about this movie is great. 
<laughs> but I really feel like I was just I was at a loss in certain areas. So, so in, in other words, if we were going to Sundance, we would have given the same answer that Tim gave. Right. Nine times out of ten. I mean, but, Tim's but, pretty astute. I mean, if, if you know, and, and he he didn't give his his opinions on the film. We you, you know, we suggested it. And he was like, Yeah, let's do it. And I think he did just want to get like give the film a shot, see what we thought. And I mean, there's some good things about this film. It just it gets so convoluted though, for like in ways that just don't even like have to be present. And I just I wish it had gone out of its way to be more just more simple and and just give us because I mean mystery is important and I the mystery can draw people into a film. But people had to feel like they understood what was happening. Like but one thing about M. Night Shyamalan is you might not understand all the hints. Though? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm saying, shouldn't the mystery be solved to an extent? Yeah, like in M. Night Shyamalan stuff, it might be really convoluted. Like some of his movies are written better than others and, and get better hints at stuff and or have better emotional flows and all that. But the one thing is you rarely go out of the movie and go like, I have no clue what that was about. Like you at least like know... You might be confused by like overall the theme, but you know, like, okay, like what got us to this point? How did that happen? Yada yada. You know. So in the most basic sense, even if I was trying to spoil the movie for somebody, I couldn't because I don't totally know <laughs> what happened. Right. And that that's you know, that's one of those things I think you always have to be careful about. Like, you know, mystery is important with certain aspects of stuff, but in every single possible thing that they threw in front of us, they didn't finish any of those plot points. And that's a little weird. You know, yeah. like that, that's how, like when the movie ended, I was like, wait, we're ending right there. That's, that's, that's the end. Yeah, They're not going to go after her even after she leaves. Like this is done now. My generous guess, I don't want to say, I don't want to say generous guess. I mean, like my most generous reading of the movie, the ungenerous reading is like, this is a mess. Uh, there's too much stuff thrown in. But my, my reading of it, that is this director knows what she's doing, is that the point is um, the horror is never knowing. The horror is never knowing the root of any of the stuff and you might never find out. The root of any of this stuff and i think but, but that's my guess of what she what she's aiming for but i don't mm, know but mm. but so the th the thing is honestly <sighs> all right I, how to I put that, that, how, I mean, so, so th this is what i would say to that though the thing about racism the thing that makes racism scary more than anything is you're not certain why somebody's doing certain stuff, but you really do know. You just can't prove it. Right. Yeah. This isn't that movie, though. This is this person might have a really good reason to not really like me. It, it might want to actually try to like really torture me emotionally or whatever other kind of way just because they're twisted but i you know like i did something might have you ran over their dog 10 years ago and totally forgot about it yeah <laughs> well i mean like it's 
the whole racism isn't offending somebody and then them taking it too far and being mad. It's that they they hate you for nothing having to do with who you are at all or having to even interacted with you. It's like if you were going to be nominated to the Supreme Court and people just asked you a bunch of weird questions about child pornography and critical race theory that had nothing to do with you, for instance. For instance, like if that if that ever happened, you know, I mean, we know that'll never take place, though. Yeah, It'd be absurd. <laughs> yeah, that. So that's all I got. That's all I got, guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else. I mean. Oh, this movie. It, it's it's just I really oh man like the, the movie is just is just it has so many ideas and it's it's just trying to do too many of them at once and I really I just wish they had picked natural or supernatural white or black <laughs> murder or suicide you know, it's just more fun that way. Like we don't have to talk about it so ambiguously. It's like it'd be like we if we the first screen went through and we didn't know what happened. You just you know, be like, well, well, I mean, it'd be fun to talk about forever, I guess, but also it's way more satisfying to just kind of let everything rock and and let people get they come up into or or not. That's interesting too. It'd be I, really interesting if like racism just keeps winning and they both die or whatever. I don't know. I mean, just I don't know. I I just want to clarify. I was kind of playing devil's advocate before about you know does this director know what she's doing? And I think she definitely definitely knows what she's doing. Um, and I think the filmmaking is fantastic in places. I mean, particularly the library scene, I thought was fantastic. I think all mm-hmm. the all the acting is really good. And mm-hmm. two thirds of the movie, I was wrapped. I was like locked in. Great setting. Great idea. Great concept. I'm all in. It just got confusing for me in the last third. And I definitely want to see what she does next. And I also think if she had done this as like a six part Netflix series, the first five parts every week, people would have been like, holy shit, what does that mean? That was awesome. That was incredible, whatever. And then they might have gotten to the sixth episode and gone like, ah, could have been better. Like kind of like people were with White Lotus. They're like, ah, the ending could have been better, but I still like the show. (laughs) And I think if this had been like a six part series, people would have been like, yeah, overall that show was great. Yeah. Probably so. I don't know. I think it would have been served better in some ways, and I think they would have been a little more judicious about certain things being hinted at. I, I man, it's just something so weird about just not yeah. knowing in a horror movie. That's a really weird thing to to, to choose. Um, but yeah. then again, maybe the, again the 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 villain is just supposed to be racism. This movie like has a lot to say. Um, but who's the villain though? That's why I don't know. I don't know who the fucking villain is. This shit, yeah. you know, it was. Yeah. I don't know why it was reminding me of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> but like less scary, and and didn't make much sense, you know? Because I'm like, man, the Chamber of Secrets was scarier than this, and it was <laughs> almost like the same plot. <laughs> Damn. You know, like you, like you had like some type of curse, and it was this thing that was killing um, oh, wizards that were like what that weren't full wizard, full blooded wizards. So it was like some racist shit going on. They didn't say it just straight out, but it was like some racist shit going on. It was yeah, like, it's really funny uh, given who we know who the author is. Was she really? Was she really? Yeah, yeah. Right now? Was she really about? But but I mean, or, or just. <laughs> 
let's not say that's a whole nother conversation. So, <laughs> but the point the point is is that it it felt very similar to me, but but like not as good. <laughs> but I do I do agree with with Tim. I did like the acting. I definitely like the cinematography. Um, a lot of scenes that kind of remind me of this other film. Uh, what's that movie? Hereditary. And like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and how certain shots were um, shot, like some long shots that they used that felt like built up a lot of tension. Um, some of the lighting. There like, was that one was scene where, like, the uh, I guess it was the witch was like dancing in the hallway, and uh, and Jasmine saw, huh? I thought she was mopping. Whatever it was going on, like, and that was probably all in Jasmine's head because she was the only one that ever saw that thing. Well, I mean, but again, it's possible. But then we Somebody. never know what a witch looks like, I guess. And then there was the old woman in the hospital with her. Oh yeah. So if anybody's listened to this and y'all haven't seen the movie and you're like confused, <laughs> we are. Too. You will be confused when you watch it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're confused too. It's like. Trying to think the last movie that confused me this much. I can't remember. Inception. I mean, I could come up with stuff, Inception. but I don't even want to say them out loud. I don't want to bog anybody down with, with some of those right. pieces of art. Just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really um I I did think uh, about Inception with this movie though, because Inception is extremely ambiguous at the end of what what happens, but there's a completely satisfying narrative before that. So that question is kind of like an extra kicker to like keep you thinking as you leave the theater. Like yeah. you're still satisfied with that story. And with this one, I don't feel that I understand the story enough to judge it. Like, like for example, the one that keeps throwing me off the most is the maggots, though. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the maggots, but I was thrown off. Because people saw the maggots and cleaned up the maggots. Yeah. They weren't it, it, imaginary. It just had maggots. It just it just had maggots. Like in the painting. In the in the cabinets, you know, it's just like well, okay. There was a there was a bug, giant bug, right there, just like two hours ago. We just have bugs everywhere here. <laughs> they just show up at, at you know at nauseum just out of nowhere. There's moths. There's like weird spiders. It's it's a terrifying place. Man, I just I don't know. Like that's just, <laughs> I just want. To me, like that feels supernatural, and I'm willing to rock that. But it, it just, and the thing is, just because of the fact that some of those people appear to have been alive or looking the same for a century or so, yeah. you gotta feel like there's some element of that going on, or it could be that their descendants just look so much like them. But again, they're not gonna confirm anything because the whole film's point is to just not tell you shit, and that's just weird. Because like you know, one of them looked just like the dude, except the hair was was he was bald, but he had all the hair. Other than that, but then in the present day, he got the hair, and then other the subtle differences with the guys playing cards. And it's just like man, like just commit to something. <laughs> I just I just want a hint as to what's actually happening, so I don't have to play like a theory game. Yeah, this, I mean this. I mean, this would have been an interesting episode in a black horror anthology series, maybe. Yes. And, and but but then still, please give me something. Give me some lore. That's all. I need some backstory. A little bit more backstory. So what we're asking for, I guess, is a remake from Tales from the Hood. 
No, I'm not saying tales from the hood. I'm saying, you know, <laughs> tales from suburbia. Tales from the hood is is hilarious. Like, well, like except that last one, and actually, also the one with the puppets. That one's not funny at all. That one still terrifies me. It's it's kind of scary, but it's it's also still um, pretty hilarious in its own right. But um, anything else about this film? I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're, we're good. good. Yeah. All right, well, in that case, if you made it this far, we appreciate it. We'd like for you to continue listening to us. Tell a friend about the show. Make sure you subscribe, review, five-star, give a little something-something on the, on the uh, review and, and writing. Uh, Keith, where can people find us on the socials? I don't like how you told them to give, them, give you a little something-something, but um, <laughs> to follow us. On Instagram at the low key pod. Awesome. Tim, anything to plug for Movie Maker coming up? Um, I don't think I'm supposed to announce this yet, but next issue has Nicolas Cage in the cover coming. Very oh, soon. snaps. Oh, see, so y'all covering that uh, that film that's about him being himself in the film. Yeah. And in terms yeah. of like an action adventure thing. It's really I, good. I don't think I'm supposed I, to talk about it, but okay. if you made it this far, here you go. I, I can't wait to see that. It may, you know, I got a pitch for an idea. What if Bruce Willis plays Bruce Willis and he gets taken by some aliens to this <laughs> other planet to help save the planet because the they aliens- They watch Fifth Element? That, yeah, they watch Fifth Element and Die Hard and they watch all his movies and they thought that he was an actual hero. Dude, we started watching John Carpenter <laughs> and the Ghost of Mars, whatever that movie is. No, that's wrong. It's oh, like, John Carter on Mars. John, John Carter, Carter on Mars. Mars. We started watching it and as I was watching it, I was like, we should turn this off and watch Fifth Element. Fifth hey. Element is fucking. Hey, that that <laughs> I think. Hey, you should write that script, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought about it a while ago. I also you got should. an idea for a real dope Super Mario Brothers script. I need to tell y'all about one day. But uh, all right. But anyway, are making it. Are huh? making a new Super Mario with uh, Chris? One of the Chris. Yeah, but it's animated. I was thinking uh, of a live action thing. No, gotta yeah. be. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll tell y'all about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for rocking with us. And we out of here, guys. See y'all next week. Adios.